And as always, our travel guide, Sally Lucas, is here. Sally, you've got a lot on the agenda today. Where will we be travelling to? Everywhere. All right, let's, we're going to have to dedicate more than half an hour for going everywhere. Well, I can't quite cover everywhere, but it's um, reflecting back on an article I read back in, in January in a travel magazine about, uh, travel supplement rather, about some of the best of 2023. They considered the best places to visit, the things that are doing things to make their destination more attractive, um, some new rail journeys that have been invented, some different walks to take you away from the touristy style walks, if you like. So, yeah, just a, a fair bit of all sorts of bits and pieces covering ma- mainly Europe, but also t- tucking into little bits of um, Asia as well. It's not quite everywhere, Sally. You promised everywhere. Oh, did I? <laughs> you really did. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a big, having said that, Europe and Asia are a pretty big chunk of the world, though. Well, you think about the size of their continents. Many, many pictures and notes and things circled and arrows pointing. I see lots of Europe. I see uh, some Asia there as well. As promised today, Sally. As promised. Let's take it away. Where are we going? A bit of everything. Firstly, Egypt. And this year is going to be a very big year in every sense of the word for Egypt because it will unveil its newest attraction, the Grand Egyptian Museum. Now, this is set to become the largest archaeological museum in the world, built on a site about the size of 70 football fields just near the Great Pyramids of Giza. So that's nothing to be sneezed at. That's a pretty big that's undertaking. Fact, isn't it? It will house more than 18,000 ancient artefacts, including the full term tomb collection of Tutankhamun and the Khufu ship, an intact full-sized vessel that was built around 2500 BC which is quite remarkable. And, of course, there's many other reasons to visit Egypt, as we all know, like the Valley of the Kings, Abu Simbel, Karnak, etc. So that's one. Spain, here we go. We're moving right along. So I guess one of the main things I think about Spain is the food, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's got three of the top restaurants in the world listed there in the World's Best 50 list. And, of course, their tapas style of dining is just delightful. Um, and I think Italy was always number one on everyone's agenda for a long time, even since we first started back after COVID. But I think this Iberian Peninsula has so much to offer travels, travellers, rather, including even Portugal. And, and moving outside even such a hard-hitting destinations like Barcelona, which has so many cruise ships there. There are lots of beautiful places to go to, Granada, Valencia, Pamplona. You've got Roman ruins in Spain, like you have just about all through Europe, so mm. wonderful. Moving, I'm moving all over the shop today. Ecuador, another incredible place, and of course, um, if you haven't been there at all, it's, it's the dropping off or starting off point, should I say, from Quito to get to the Galapagos Islands, which of course that Dave and Attenborough reckons is still some of the most pristine magnificent part of the world, the wildlife you're going to see, etc. But even in Ecuador itself, you've got wonderful reasons to visit there. It's got the wonderful city of Cuenca with its world heritage old town and also Quito, which, as I said, is its highest Andean charm. And you've got from Amazonian jungle settings to beaches, coastal lowlands, all sorts of things there. Now, I'm just going to move on to something a little bit different now, trains. Okay, why not? So um, what's happened is the French hotel group Accor and France's state rail company SNCF and the Italian uh, real estate investment firm Arsenal and the Italian government train operator Trenitalia have come together and they've got to operating a fleet of six trains um, travelling through 14 Italian regions plus three international routes going to Paris, Istanbul and into Split in Croatia as well. So they're, what they're doing is 
is that rather than being like the Orient Express, they're taking on a different take. They're calling them La Dolce Vita, carriers, the sweet life, huh? Take their decor from the 50s to the 70s and... Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, so that looks great. And they're going to uh, have all sorts of concepts where they're also making um, hotels as well that you can book associated with the train along these routes. So that's wonderful. And there's also a new high-speed service going to start this year, late this year, between Paris and Berlin. Because Europe is trying to do this now to have no air travel within Europe. So you travel everywhere by train to reduce footprint, of course. And it's so easy, Mark, as we've said before, city to city. On your hop one end, out your hop the other end. No getting in from airports, no taxis, no hustle and bustle, no airport queues, no etc. Well, well, I guess just on that, I mean, we we can probably take for granted, oh, well, country to country, city to city. But, I mean, most of Europe, if you probably exclude the, the, the former USSR, but most yeah. of the rest of Western Europe can all fit inside of Australia with a bit of room to spare. Yeah, and so you've got wonderful fast train journeys now from Paris to Spain, now into Berlin, which will be fantastic. Of course, we've always had them down into the bottom part of France and into Italy. So this is expanding all the time, which is just really fantastic. Um, And then just quickly, we've also got another country that's opening up, is Bhutan. And, of course, not a lot is known about Bhutan. It's one of the last countries to open from quarantine-free travel, September last year. And they've now got an epic 403-kilometre hiking path clear through the middle of Bhutan from its far western border to its far east, taking in the Himalayan splendour and the rich local um, culture throughout that continent. Uh, this is destined to become, they say, one of the world's great long-distance hikes, though it can be tackled in small chunks. It was a pilgrimage route once made only by monks and messages, now open to the public. So that is something really, really different. Um, Japan, I mean, everyone loves going to Japan. Everyone's skiing in Japan, the food... The economy is such now that it makes it attractive for us from an economical point of view. And it's been a long break for, if I can call them, Japanophiles. I don't know whether that's a word. Um, It is now. (laughs) (laughs) That they can now, of course, go and, again, the... the, um, Independent travellers, sorry, can now travel well as well. So before it was mainly group travel, but now you can travel independently within Japan, do your own thing. So that is wonderful news as well. And don't forget, you know, other than your classic destinations such as, you know, Tokyo and Kyoto and Osaka, don't forget you've got Fukuoka, Kanazawa, Sapporo, Hiroshima. And then again, even there, you've got wonderful hiking experiences uh, on the Kamano Kodo track and cycling a 70 kilometre track in Shikoko as well. So there's lots happening in 2023, which will continue into 2024, of course, with everyone doing something to make their country, I think, more attractive, more interesting, more open to travellers and also to a lot of uh, free travel, like as far as, I mean, free travel as in doing your own thing and exploring in your own way. So I think the world, once again, has become our oyster, which it hasn't been for a long time. Japanophile is the obsession with <laughs> Japanese culture, people and history and in uh, in Japanese the term is shinishi. How about Thank that? you. Thank yeah. you, Mark, for so, looking that up for I've me. I've got a couple of uses, all right. And uh, Sally, on a bit of a over the place today, let's uh, focus in a little bit now on uh, some of the happenings in Italy. Yes, absolutely. A beautiful part of Europe, of course, as we all know. And a lot of people don't go down to what they call the boot or the heel, mm. which has got a lot to offer. 
travel guru Rick Steves once wrote, if you like Italy as far south as Rome, go further south, it just gets better. If Italy is getting a little overwhelming by the time you get down to Rome, think twice about going further. Italy intensifies as you plunge deeper. And it is very provocative thoughts. It it is. And Sicily, I guess in particular, has become one of those very popular parts of going into southern Italy, where, like, you can turn a corner and there'd be a massive um, Greek sort of temple there or a Roman amphitheatre. But then around the next, you might find a little Baroque square or a verdant vineyard or springing from the volcanic ash of, you know, the mounting might Etna. Um, But then when you get down into the area, talking about Apulia in uh, southern Italy, you've got this wonderful old town of Matera, which was recently the, or not that long ago, the poorest place in Italy. And everyone said, you've got to save this town. It's got so much history. It's so important for it to be saved. So eventually it has been. And it's the oldest inhabited town where the rock faces are riddled with ancient caves, or sassy, they have been called. And Matera is the only place in the world where you can boast to be still living or people can who live there in the same houses of their ancestors of 9,000 years ago. So it is quite remarkable. Um, And also in that area, you've got a place called Alberobello, and it's all got these beautiful whitewashed towns and villages. You've got Polignano Amare, which is this beautiful seaside resort where you can dine the restaurants in a cave. And you can dine. I'm sure I've seen this a million times. Yeah, you probably have. Yeah. You've probably seen it somewhere. Yeah. Monopoly is another town in that area, Lecce, Ostuni. And then you come down through Calabria and end up in Sicily, of course, which we've just been talking about as well. So Taormina, which is a you know, famous town in Sicily, Agrigento, and you go through Masala and Palermo, but visiting other little um, villages all along the way. So some of the inclusions on this tour, this is a 17-day tour, so it's quite in-depth, obviously. It's really letting you immerse yourself in, in this southern part of Italy, starting from Rome, of course, but all your time is being spent in, in the southern area of Italy. So you have three nights in what they call the beehive, or these unusual, truly cottages of Alberobello, then the Baroque city of Lecce and the white city of Ostuni. Um, you have two uh, nights in a beautifully restored sassy cave of ancient Matera. Um, you visit the coastal towns, as I mentioned, of Monopoli and Polignano Amare, which is famous for its gelato as well, by the way. Um, you stay four nights in Taormina. You explore ancient Greek and Roman ruins of Syracuse, Visit the most beautiful island, Ortigia Island, the historical heart of ancient Syracuse. Then you do a wonderful cable car and four-wheel drive rather bus to stand at the top of Mount Etna, so long as she's not blowing, of course. No. <laughs> and you have a sumptuous lunch up there as well. Two nights in Agrigento, where you have spectacular views over the Valley of the Temples, um, extraordinary mosaics in Villa Romana de Casale and Piazza Amarina, um, an olive oil tasting and a lunch, three nights near Masala in, in a converted Balio farmhouse. You explore the fishing port of uh, Siaka, um, a lunchtime seafood feast at Vittorio's famous beachside restaurant, the ancient city of Ariche and Suggesta's romantic temples, cruise through the Zingaro Marine Reserve to San Vito Locopo and enjoy another wine tasting. Wow, if that doesn't make you feel like you want to go and experience the, the history, the culture, the, the food and the wine of Italy, I don't know what does. So that's a wonderful 17-day in-depth itinerary. Um, and they've got departures, of course, this year, still guaranteed departures. Of course, it's so popular, subject to availability, of course, but they are very, very popular and they will continue on into next year as well. 
All right, a little uh, trip for the southern half of Italy there and uh, yeah, have a, something to think about there. And as you said, Sally, if you can't find something there, you're probably not thinking hard enough about it. Exactly right. Over to you, but with some hot deals. We have, yes. There's a 16-day highlight tour of New Zealand. Again, like talking about Italy, this is a lovely in-depth tour of New Zealand where you can save up to $600 a couple. And you're flying into Christchurch. So you're starting with the South Island with a couple of days in Christchurch. Then you're heading down to Lake Tekapo, which is the Mount Cook area, down into Dunedin, across to Tiana, where you do those wonderful Milford, um, the Milford Sound and the Glowworm Caves. Then you're in Queenstown, Wanaka, area, um, back up through the Haas Pass, Franz Joseph, then you do the wonderful Transalpine journey across Arthur's Pass, across to Christchurch from the west coast, up to Picton, on the ferry, across to Wellington, up through Palmerston North, Rotorua, Taupo, Auckland, uh, Whangarei and the Bay of Islands. Lovely itinerary uh, with just heaps and heaps of inclusions with a saving of up to $600 a couple for this year. Now, this year also, just September only, they're having uh, a September sale here with uh, a range of European vacation uh, companies where you can save 15% on September worldwide tours. So it's Cost Saver, Trafalgar and Insight Vacations are having a 15% on select worldwide tours for September. So keep that in mind if that's a time you're thinking of travelling. The offer ends the 31st of May. So that's quite a big reduction yeah, if you're sure. thinking of going. In, and it's their whole range of vacations. It could be the USA, it could be America, it could be Canada, it could be Europe. You know, it's a whole range. Um, also, the Canada, Alaska, everyone loves that part of the world, as we all know. It is so pretty and we relate well to Canadians, have a wonderful rapport with the Canadian people. Um, it ends 31st of May, but this is a special early bird offer for 2024 where you can save up to $3,000 a couple on a 23-day Rockies and Alaskan adventure, which, of course, is doing that wonderful seven-day cruise of the Inside Passage. There's another one that does the highlights of eastern and western Canada with an Alaskan cruise. Now, that's 27 days. Fantastic itinerary, which is also including Niagara Falls, Quebec City, Montreal, etc., is still doing the um, seven-day cruise as well as the Rockies, etc. Savings of up to 3400 on that. And there's a couple of others with savings as well. So there's a range of Canada-Alaska programs. Within Australia, for sale till May 19, you can get up to $3,000 off per couple on selected Kimberley and Western Australia tours and up to $800 a couple off selected Northern Territory tours. So keep that in mind. And that's for travel from um, April this year through to March 2024. So quite a, a long range there that you can travel. Um, moving along, you've got some wonderful um, offers on European airfare deals with the, with the river cruising, so long as you book by 17 April. Now, that's still giving you a couple of weeks where you can still book. And also you can check there are also 2024 business and economy airfare offers and prices now available as well. So keep that in mind if you're wanting to take savings on airfares. And also in our own country, we do, of course, offer those wonderful journeys with the uh, our railways, with Great Southern Rail, which is the GAN and the Indian Pacific. But the moment we're talking about the GAN, they've got a couple of fantastic uh, Red Centre Spectacular and Ultimate Territory tours, which um, you've got three nights aboard the Indian Pacific. You get wined and dined, of course, all along the way. You get two nights accommodation in Alice Springs. Um, you have five nights intimate small group touring with Outback Spirit, travelling 
travelling on wonderful, small, state-of-the-art Mercedes-Benz vehicle, including accommodation meals, visiting King's Canyon, World Heritage Uluru, dine under the stars for the sounds of silence at Uluru, go to Katajuta, Wilpena Gorge, field, field of light display, etc. So that is just one of many lovely beyond rail journeys. There's 11 days, that one with a saving of 710 per couple. And there is another one that's a slightly different itinerary, but that is also doing a very similar one, few different inclusions, and it's got a saving of up to 480 per couple, and it's a 15-day, so it's a little bit more more extensive touring as well as still doing that wonderful rail journey so there's lots out there as always you can still book for this year there's lots of guaranteed departures because everything's so busy this year you'd be rare to find a tour cancelled on you yeah for Um, sure and you can get in early for next year if this year's a bit too late there are good early bird offers available for next year as well all right, Sally, you've come to the end of your paperwork, so it looks like we've come to the end (laughs) End of of the show end of talking travel (laughs) you have a great weekend we'll hear what you have to say next friday no you won't no, do we want Good Friday? You have a fortnight off. How about that? I do. So it gave me plenty of time to get better. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Uh, that's Sally Lucas, our travel guide, wrapping up Talking Travel today on 2NURFM.